Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Unstoppable. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr. Now listen guys, here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Listen, with all going on in the world today, I had to get in contact with a woman that was really doing it. She's from my area here in South Jersey, but she's global. She's also worldwide. The Honorable Demetra Katad Ruiz Esquire. How are you? I am well. Thank you for having me. Wow, did what I, an introduction. <laughs> did I do the intro right? I did the intro yeah, correct. Did thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank and you. I, I thank you for coming on the podcast. I, I think I, I, you know, I just wanted to have you on. I, the, the, your, your journey mm-hmm. has been a miraculous journey. Uh, I, you know, and, and, uh, I just wanted you to share it. I want, I want to talk about it. There, there are young men and women that need to know that, um, you know, they can be successful in whatever they set out mm-hmm. to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my lights went off in here. Hold on. They're, they're, they're activated. If you're watching the video, excuse me. Okay. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're listening, it don't, you, you didn't see what happened, but, but anyhow, um, talk to us about where, where were you born and raised? Let's, let's, let's start okay. there. Absolutely. So um, I always start off my intro with the fact that I am a product of public school, public housing and um, public education. Okay. So what the school and education and actually public assistance. Right. So grew up in Bridgeton, New Jersey and Maplewood Gardens, went to elementary school, middle school and high school. In Bridgeton. All right. The youngest of four. Um, And I'm nine years from my next sibling. So it was almost like I was the baby or I was the baby, but like by myself when they had all gone on um, to do what they were to do, what they went to went on to do. So, yeah. So that's my beginning. Now, let me ask you, during, during this time, did you want to be a judge? Because a, a lot, you know, a lot of times people think that kids or young people ought to know right away. Yeah. Did, did you, did you right. want to be a judge? I'm glad I'm glad you asked that. For me, the answer is yes. From the very, well, not judge, right? Lawyer. Okay. I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer. And mm-hmm. that was as early as you could, you know, I could answer the question. As early as you would ask the child, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Um, my response had never wavered from lawyer. And that was because I would see um, TV shows um, back then. It were it, it was Matlock and Perry Mason. Yeah. Now we have the equivalent of like the different law and orders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I thought what a lawyer was was that the a person who had a special skill set that would help the underdog. Yeah. Um, they would always, I all just saw them helping people that had been wrongly accused or they weren't the, the guilty party. So not until I actually, you know, grew up and went to law school, actually, that I learned that there was just a plethora of areas that you can study in the law. 
Yeah. So yeah. Um, initially, I thought I would be entering, I would be going into either a criminal defense or a civil law, um, helping individuals. And uh, truth be told, I started off as a uh, business and tax attorney. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you had this vision, and I'm, I'm glad you talked about it because I always talk about how important vision is, whether mm -hmm. you catch it when you're young or whether mm -hmm. you get it when when you know along right. the way. Right. Um, and so you were able to hold on to that vision and 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 keep it through the ups and just just through life, whatever life and, was presenting, you were right. still so so how important how important would you say vision is in, in the life of of all of us? We're talking absolutely, vision. yeah. I, I I it's very important, right? I would say that vision is very important. And again, like you said, you there is no magical age or number when it shows up right and even yeah. when it shows up that it shows up clearly yeah. um so i think for me the vision and the passion went hand in hand so yeah. when i was able to really articulate and mold out what what, what i was passionate about and i can i answer that question now my passion is helping others yeah. um so when i was able to to figure that part out then the vision became more clearer because again i started off as a business attorney and okay. I was in boardrooms, you know, I was doing transactional work, really definitely not not face to face with individuals in a courtroom because all of our um, deals took place in a room uh, with fax machines at the time. But now we have, you know, <laughs> we have DocuSign. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, so so that wasn't helping me um, articulate right my passion or my vision because I wasn't having face-to-face -face interaction with the people that I was actually helping. Yeah. Um, so once, once I got into criminal law and my, my story is simply that God directed my steps. I never thought that I would be in criminal law. So how were you able to, you're in the boardroom and it's, it's, right. it's part of it. And it's, you know, right. okay, this is not really what I wanted to be doing, I guess. Right. How were you able to hold fast? How were you able to to grind through that? And I, and I try to tell people along the way, listen, you're going to have to do some things you don't want to like. But 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 what helped yeah. you hold on during that period? Did you know that you were coming out the other side eventually, get, that you eventually get out that boardroom? Well, listen, I am a woman of faith and yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't dislike what I was doing. Right. It just wasn't feeding my passion. Okay. So yeah. at some point, um, and it was very early. It was only it took only maybe two and a half years when I said, you know, like you ask yourself the question, is this something that you can see yourself doing, especially when you're at a law firm that yeah. you can see yourself doing in the for the for the next 10 to 20 years? OK. Right. Okay. And that answer for me was no. OK. This okay. is not something I can see myself doing for the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah. And yeah. and because. I couldn't answer that question, right? I, my answer to that question was no. Now it's like, you know, life is too short. Tomorrow is not promised. Um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Yeah, what are you going to yeah. do about it? Yeah. So you talk, you talk in my language now, you, 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 you know, and this is what this unstoppable podcast is all about. Wow. You know, yesterday is, is, is gone forever. That's right. Tomorrow never comes. It's what me? are you going to do now? Right now? What are you going to do right now? So you're able to keep right. that fire burning and you gave yourself two years uh, or, or, you know, you yes. say, wow, this is not really fueling what I want to do. How did you make that transition? How does that transition occur? You got your law degree, you passed the bar, you're doing your thing. Yeah. How does that, how does yeah. that, 
how did that that transition occur from the boardroom to the courtroom? That was a very very good question. So um, again, the Lord just simply ordering ordering my steps in His divine plan, right? So yeah, yeah. I had a my my child, my one and only child. Um, she was born one three, two months before I graduated law school. She was okay. born. Okay. Um, so I had an infant child. So that helped me make my decision because in that regard, I had lost many, much time and many years from her initial early years because I was working so much. Okay. I was working so much in that boardroom that I was missing my, my daughter grow up. Sure. So that, so, so the, the steps that were ordered for me were that at the time, my, my husband at the time, her father I was in, we were in a position where it was like, simply, I simply said, listen, this is not what I want to do. I'm not sure what I want to do or where God will lead me, but guess what? I do know that I want to be a mother and I've missed that for three years. So I was able to take a hiatus. I just took, I just took a hiatus, not knowing what was next. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing what was next. Yeah. And so, you know, you you said you're a, a woman of faith. You the listeners know I pastor a church and you and I you and I run in the same circles. Okay, the secret's yeah. out, the cat's out of the bag. Let's talk about that faith walk. Let, let's let's talk about that faith walk. Let, let's talk about your relationship with God and mm. able really to hear him ordering mm. your steps. Cause a lot of people kind of miss that. We sing those songs, order my steps in your word and we, mm. we preach it, we teach it, but we really don't know to listen for it. How was it for you mm-hmm. um, uh, listening to that? This, this is divine. What is happening? This, this are divine footsteps. God has got it. Right. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So while I'm home and at this time I was, I was living in Camden County yeah, I'm yeah. home, uh, you know, raising, raising, raising my child. And I received a phone call from our then and current mayor of Bridgeton, you know, my hometown of uh, right. New Jersey. And I received a phone call from, from his agency, which was okay. Tri-County at the time. Okay. And my sister had been working at Tri-County for many years. And I think that's how he knew that I was home, not, you know, not doing anything and asked me, hey, there's an opportunity here in Bridgeton where we are looking for a project um, administrator or manager to oversee some grant funds that will revitalize the projects where you grew up. And right? now, you're, now you're already doing, and you were doing tax assessment. You you were in the you were in right. the, the proper wording. Right. Yeah. I yeah. was yeah. So yeah. I had I've been I had been doing that, and then I said, well, and I thought to myself, well, you know, usually when you go to school, you go to college, and you grow, right, and you get into yeah. some type of field or career, <laughs> that usually takes you away from home, right? Yeah, like yeah, it takes yeah. you away from where you grew up because. In my mind, that was growth, right? Yeah, like you yeah. just don't stay where you where you had been. So I'm like, well, why would God want to take me back to you know a town or a city in a county where all of the statistics they are high and all of the negative statistics, right? Come on now, come on, you're yeah, right. So God, why is it? What you know, like, is this really you? Are you are you sending me back there? And then I got word that 
I wasn't I wasn't the CEO's and mayor's first choice. I wasn't his second choice. I don't even know if I was his third choice. But whatever happened, first, second, and third fell through. You were you were God's choice. You were God's choice. This is choice exactly. you were. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what I, I learned about that, and I'm like, wow. And yeah. I will tell you that I did not stay home very long. Like okay. from the, the transition where I went from, okay, I'm gonna take a hiatus. I don't know what I'm gonna do next to a yeah. phone call. And all of that transition within one month, within okay. one month, without okay. me knowing. Like I well, didn't know that was going to happen. But Your Honor, we're not in the courtroom yet. Oh, let's talk about it. Not, I'm just saying, I mean, this is a great, and we're watching God order your steps. This is phenomenal. And you had Absolutely. a month hiatus, and Absolutely. we're still, I'm talking to the judge. I'm talking to a judge right now. I'm talking to right. your honor. But at, at this point of the right. story, we're not yeah. even in the courtroom yet. At all. How, how do we get to the courtroom from here? At all. That's a, that is also a good question. So because <laughs> The CEO of that nonprofit agency was also the mayor of the town. I was able, upon hiring, to negotiate my terms, okay? Okay. And my terms were, I am still a lawyer, although I wasn't being hired in any legal capacity for this position. But I said, I am still a lawyer, and I still want to use that skill to help others. So in that regard, I am going to need you to agree that you will allow me to go to court two days a week. This is so um, juicy. If I, I can't even think of another word. Like, come on, pastor, we got to use another word. But no, this is so juicy because even though, because this is what happens to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. You, we get called to a positions, paying well and doing good, and we lose sight of our vision. Mm. We begin to mm-hmm. operate. God blesses us with something to support the yeah. vision. And a That's lot right. of times we abandon the vision for oh, what right. he has provided to support us with. But you didn't do that. You said, wait a minute, this might mm-hmm. support my vision. So I need to be in the courtroom. How are you able to hold that? You've been holding this vision since you were a child. I know. Listen, and again, I'm telling you, it's divine intervention. The Holy Ghost is real. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. The Holy Ghost is real. And yeah. that that is it. It's, it's the Jesus that lives in me that has just manifested, right? Yeah, manifested yeah. what he has had, um, his vision for my life. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully, I want to say that I have been obedient most of the time, right? Because we're not always obedient. Right, um, right, right. I want, I want to say that I've been obedient most of the time. Thank God for grace. Thank God for Amen. grace. Amen. How about this As I tell you, I tell everybody, but God, but yeah. God, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's what happened. So I was able, I started off because there was another um, a black female attorney in the city of Bridgeton at that time who was serving as public defender. And she okay. would use me periodically to substitute for her when she okay. had, um, when she wasn't able to be in the courtroom. Okay. So I would substitute for her as public defender. And mm-hmm. then she actually um, moved, moved, moved away and went to Atlanta and she recommended me for to f- fill her position, which would then made me the full-time public defender. And, um, but that still only required me to be in court two days a week. Um, and then from there, from the, again, it was still two days a week. It was half day, right? Two half days per week as public yeah. defender. Yeah. And then I, then I, I was appointed because all of these are appointments. Okay. Right. So within, in New Jersey, when you are in positions um, such as public defender, prosecutor, or even the judge, 
they are municipal appointments, meaning the mayor and his council, his or her council are appointing you to these positions. Yeah. Um, so I was appointed for the public defender, which was uh, two half days. And then I was appointed as pro to, to the prosecutor position, municipal prosecutor position, which required two full days okay. per week. Okay. And, and again, thankfully, I, I had negotiated this early uh, upon my hire, and I was able to, to continue to be in the courtroom okay. while also okay. working at the nonprofit. Now, let me backtrack. Let me, let me help somebody out along the way. Mm -hmm. God will bless your purpose when you don't abandon it. So the, the, the blessing that he said alongside you was, was not to knock you off course for the overall vision he gave you for your life. I don't know who we're talking to. We're talking to somebody. And, and God blessed you in your purpose when you didn't abandon it for the blessing, all right? A lot of times we abandon, like I said before, we abandon our purpose for the blessing mm. that runs alongside of it. Mm -hmm. right. So here you are, and I hope people are listening. These are appointed positions. Who moves men and women to appoint people? Okay. God does. Okay, okay. You're not on the phone making calls. You weren't even petitioning. Mm -mm, I, I, I hope you are getting what we are putting out there today. I hope you are understanding yeah. that when Listen. you hold to God's unchanging hand and you hold to the vision he has for your life and you don't get distracted. Again, we're talking to a mom at the time. Don't say, well, I have the kids. She had a child. Right. She had a child. So, so you know, anyway, we're, right. we're, so this is Fair where we is. are. This is Real where we talk. are. And, and we're not even done yet. She's. I'm talking to. I'm talking to your honor. I'm talking to the honorable. Okay. Um, so so. Real talk. So we we let, let's let's speed up a little bit, right? Because we you know. So so you're in there now. Are you a public defender or are you a prosecutor at this time? Oh, okay. So at this time now, I'm prosecutor. Right. Prosecutor. So okay. Now I'm prosecutor. Okay. Right. okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Have you ever you've been a public defender as well or no? Yes, I had been. Yes, okay. I was. Right. Public, I was public defender first, and before I moved into the prosecutor position. I yes. guess a judge would have to be. be uh, not you know what? Not necessarily. Like it actually oh. helps. Right. It helps um, okay. when it comes to cases that come before you because and and even those um, you know your your colleagues who are who are attorneys representing litigants that come before yeah. you because you've been on both sides, right? So yeah. it helps in that regard. Uh, but again, when we talked about being appointed, it, it's it's about relationships and, you know, and how God moves these certain people yeah. to put people in position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay, I, I, you're a lawyer. How does a lawyer become a judge? I just need to know just for me, how does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so in New Jersey, to be a municipal court judge, you just need to have been practicing for five years. Okay. To become a superior court judge, you need to practice for 10 years. Okay. Um, and again, um, municipal court judges are appointed by city council, uh, by mayor and city council. Superior court judges are appointed by the governor. Um, that goes through like your, your local legislators, which would be your, your local uh, state senator and state assembly men and women. So when I, when I, it, my first, the first time I thought, when a vacancy became available to become a municipal court judge, mm -hmm. I thought that that should have been me. Okay. And it was not me. Like I was not chosen. I was not appointed. And Pastor, I tell you, I was angry. Okay. I know. I, know. I yeah. was livid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how 
dare you overlook me, right? Yeah. For yeah. someone else. And thankfully, God places has placed people in my circle who are also believers. And yeah. I had um, a woman who was just in my ear who encouraged me and simply just continue to tell me, you know what, Demetrica, all in God's time, right? God is always on time. Yeah. So just because you think it was time for you. Yeah. It was not his time for you. Right. Yeah. And, and that became so much clearer when I in fact did maybe five years later, get my first appointment to the bench. And it just became so much clearer because I will tell you that I was I was indeed in a different place and indeed like more ready, right? Sure. If I thought I was ready before, I, I, I was even um, more prepared yeah. for the blessing that he was about to bestow upon me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you have to have the right people around you. I, I say it over and over and over and over again. You have oh to have encouraging, you have to have people that help you ascend. And when I say ascend, I mean ascend into- it could work. I ascend, like it. ascend into your full potential. I like that. I like that. Because listen, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. important. It yeah. is very important. Because I tell when I go and speak to, to, to the youth now, I, I'm always speaking about positive energy. Like, you know, you have to be careful yeah. of the people that are around you. Yeah. Um, because you like and what you put out is usually what you get back. Right. So make sure, sure that you are surrounding yourself around people who uh, support you who encourage you, who are not tearing you down and who are feeding you with positive energy because negative stuff, right? Negative stuff brings you down. It's it's burdensome. The negativity is just burdensome. So yeah. If I want to grow into my full potential, ascend into my full potential, I can't, I can't, I can't have any weights. Paul says laying aside every weight. And so I have to identify what might be a weight in my life, whether it's a person, whether it's a habit, whether it's an attitude, Say it. it might not be a weight for you, but it might be a weight for me. So That's right. I'm trying to, I got to let that go. That's a weight for me. I and like so, it. Um, yeah. I like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's important. So you had the right people around you to, oh, to make sure that oh, did. they didn't did. feed that bad attitude. They didn't feed that negativity. Oh, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't feed oh, that yeah. disappointment. I should say that. Disappointment. How about that? Yeah. They didn't feed yes. your disappointment. They said, girl, hey, listen, this is God's plan. God got you. God right. got you, you know. And you know, and you know it's 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 not easy, right? When 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 God says wait. When yeah. when God says wait, right? It's yeah. um it's not all it's not always easy, but but trust them and you just exercise that mustard seed faith. I mean, yeah. just trust yeah. them, right? And so and let me ask you this. So and I, I seriously, are you a superior court judge now, right? Not yet. I'm municipal court. Okay. All right. I just prophesied. I just made a proclamation. You (laughs) will be a superior court judge. Um, (laughs) Let me ask you, what are some of the, and let's just jump to it uh, a little bit. So, so we made it there. What are some of the expectations, black female judge in Cumberland County, New Jersey, if you're listening globally, Cumberland County, um, I guess it's like area of the small town, but it's it's a we have a large minority population mm-hmm. in, in Cumberland County. See a black female judge. That's right. Uh, we uh, being a former police officer, um, there is never enough representation of black males on the police department. Right. For whatever right. Reason. I, right. I can I can say that because I right. was 
I was in it. I went to my cat. I got my my academy class. Sixty of us graduated. Two of us was black. So but wow, look at that. Stuck wow. us in the stuck us in the middle in, in the middle of, a, of the city. Like, which, right. You know, but whatever the case may be. So what wow. are some of the expectations when they come? Like, how do what do you feel? I, I know some of the expectations may have when you're sitting there at the bench. What do you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you feel? Because you know the expectation that our people or that mm-hmm. any people, women, right. uh, African-Americans, minorities, right. And, right. and even our white brothers and sisters have, a, right. they all have a certain expectation of you. Right. What, what do you feel? If I, if I could share, if I could share a, a story um, to try to answer that, I, um, again, as I was public defender and prosecutor, right? So as prosecutor, um, I was in a position, you know, to to say what cases um, that I'm going to move forward with, um, you know, if I think I have a case or, or not, cases that I'm not going to move forward with. Um, yeah. So, and the fact that I was back in my hometown again, right? Where I grew up in Richmond, where I grew uh, up. So everybody I, knows I, you. Exactly. I know so many people that come before the court. So as, and when I was the prosecutor, Pastor, they would, they being litigants, and I would right. say friends, friends, people I know, that I grew yeah. up with, yeah. they would say to me, you know what, Meech, my nickname is Meech. Right, I was going to ask you, I know they called you by your nickname. Mine, <laughs> I'm, since, you, since you were honest, mine is Ralphie. So oh, right. if you had called me, if you called me Ralphie, I know, I, I know you when know. we first, I know, exactly. I know where we at. So they say, they say Meech, so what they happened? Meech, right, Meech, listen. If you say, if you say this is the best you can do, right. then I trust, I believe you okay. and I trust you, right? Okay. So I was thankful that I had gained the trust of my community okay. who look like me, right? Right. Black and brown yeah. and who are now um, in the, in the legal system, yeah. in the legal yeah. system for whatever, right. for whatever reason. Right. So, so I, I appreciated that. And then I would tell you this, and I will never forget this image. I will for, never forget this occasion. The very first time, because my first appointment to the bench was Vineland, which was a neighboring town to Bridgeton, right? Yes, we're, in the same, yeah. we're in the same county. Sure. So sure. Bridgeton is where I served as public defender and prosecutor. So when I went to Bridgeton for the first time to substitute for that judge, Pastor, when I tell you there were a row of orange jumpsuits, meaning all the inmates sure. who now court, and right. a courtroom full of people, lay persons and litigants. When I tell you, when they said all rise and I walked in, they stood up and clapped inmates and everyone else <laughs> for at least 90 seconds. Wow. And that did my heart so good because wow. Wow. they know that I'm in a position, right, to yes. to to deliver consequences and penalties for where, whatever they're coming before me, um, for whatever matter that is. Sure, sure. But because they trusted me, um, yeah. knowing that I, I and I, I am a person that empathizes, that sympathizes, and I also know that there are, you know, consequences to actions. And I, and I try to communicate that, like, this is not me doing something to you, but it's a consequence of an action because we all have choice. We all have choice, right? right? We, right. we will sure. make choices. And yeah. we all make mistakes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so that that just that absolutely did my heart good. And now when they see me on video because it's virtual, right. I have strength, and I sit in three municipalities now throughout 
three counties, Cumberland, okay. Salem, and, and Gloucester counties. Okay. I have stranger. Well, I don't know them, right? They only know me as the judge and they're on the screen and they're in court before me. Sure. But I have many people that before they hang up, pastor say, judge, it's so, it's so good to see you in that position. Judge, it's so, it's good to see a woman with locks, with yeah. locks yeah. in yeah. that position. And, and, representation matters and it does, it does. I just suspended your license for six months um like you you're you're not okay with it but you understand it right like you right, understand right, it. right, and, right. And you, you you are you're, you trusted me with that and you're still proud of me like yeah, and, and, yeah. and people are still proud to see this brown girl from the projects with locks yeah sitting with yeah. a black woman. I got a granddaughter she's um I better not I better get it right She's she's six, six. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she'll be seven. She'll be seven soon. Hey, Naomi. Uh, <laughs> so she comes to you and she tells you, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a judge. How how do you encourage her to hold on to that? Oh, absolutely. So I'm gonna say, Naomi, right now you're gonna you're gonna go to school, right? And I want you to get good grades. I want you to go to school every day. And as 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 often as you can, unless you're sick. And then we're going to start thinking about where you want to attend college when it's time. And that's that's, you know, in high school, 10th, 11th grade. And you're going to do your very best when it comes to like doing your best. Right. I I raised a, a daughter. So I always said, you know what? All I can ask is your best. If you give me your best and your best is the C, then okay. But if you give me your best. And and the C wasn't it, then it's not okay, right? Right. right so as yeah, long yeah. as you are giving me your best on every day, because your best might might vary, <laughs> Monday <Yeah>. to Friday. <laughs> um, so yeah. so right. So Naomi, like you're right. We're gonna we're gonna keep what we have. This vision, Naomi, that you have in your yeah. mind in front of you. You want to be a lawyer. You're gonna say, I, I know I, to be a lawyer, I got to go to school. To be a lawyer, I got to go to college. To be a lawyer, I have to graduate a four-year institution with the with the undergraduate degree. And to be a lawyer, I have to then go to law school. After yeah. that, I need to pass an exam so I can get a license to practice in this field. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then you start to. Um, nurture relationships, um, which means that you're going to be a part of organizations. You're going to continue to do things that fuel your passion outside of this legal arena. Um, if that's volunteering at uh, clinics that help veterans with, you know, preparing sure. will. Sure. Um, so, right. So things that that help continue to help fuel your passion while creating relationships, um, mm. because that's also what it's about if you want to become the judge. I hope you guys have listened and are listening, not only what you need to do to become a judge, you need to do those things in every arena, every arena. It's about reaching your full potential. And I'm telling you, um, the quickest way to prosperity is helping others prosper. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. It is that that's it. Like that is my passion. It does my heart. I don't feel right i don't feel good if i am not helping someone else all right and that's yeah. it it could be how i was raised because yeah. i saw my mother volunteering at the church at sure. least four out of five days of the week okay sure. and sure. we're not talking about saturday and sunday and sunday when she was there all day i'm she's dragging me down with meals on wheels she's dragging me down <laughs> <laughs> you know you know feeding the community like yeah 
So, so I saw my mother give. Yeah. So your your parents, I tell uh, you know, I'm a son of a, a pastor going on to be with the Lord, but my mom's still alive. I said my parents were drug dealers. People like they were drug dealers. I said, yeah, they drugged me. Every time the church was open, they drugged me there. They drugged exactly. me everywhere. Listen, you know? <laughs> and I, look, I'm raising my hand. That is odd. That, that is odd. <laughs> it's been so great to talk to you. How can how can some of my listeners, whether it be South Jersey, tri-state area, whatever the case may be, I, we're, we globally, because they can talk yeah. to you virtually. What, what if they, they, they want you to come in as a speaker um, to, to give a motivational speech, or how can, how can they can contact you? They're having a seminar. Where can they find you? Tell them how they can contact you. The best way to contact me, like you said, is on a social media platform, but the best one is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I am on LinkedIn under my name, Demetra Katad. And guys, you're going to see all of this in the link. She is a phenomenal woman. Um, if God you need someone to come and, and, and speak to any group of people, I know a lot of times they like to box us into one group, but any group of people, mm-hmm. this woman right here, the Honorable Demetra <laughs> Katad Ruiz, will show Thank up and do a phenomenal job. Thank you for being on the Unstoppable Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, so thank you for serving our community the way you do. Three different counties. You know, thank you. Thank you for for serving that way. And um, uh, and just again, thank you for being on Unstoppable Program. Yes. I have one question. One question for you. Okay. One question. Now, you may have done your homework. You may not have. I always ask my guests this. If oh you God. could have a billboard anywhere in the world, where would it be and what would it say? Oh, my gosh. A billboard <laughs> anywhere in the world. So I have to think of very busy highways. So I am right now. I'm going to go to L.A. because they have really like. Oh, they, I'm about to say, don't have- you say, don't you say Route 47. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> LA because they have traffic jams like all the time, like all day, like you know, but, um, what is it called? Rush hours all the time. Right. Okay, so, yeah. okay. So what would, the, what would it say? LA, and my billboard is going to say, "Continue to follow your dreams. Continue to pursue your passions, and keep God first. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being part of the program. Thank you for being who you are. Guys, you've been listening to Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves Jr. Share this with somebody, pass it along, and uh, we'll see you next time. And remember, let's be unstoppable together. See you now. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.